Welcome to Chess Talk. What episode is it, Britt? I don't fucking know. 276. Thank you. What this this episode's gonna go down in the history books. It's gonna be a real shitty one. Why when you have such good content to talk about? You don't like the ice crinkling? No. Is that a word? I hate it. I hate any ancillary sounds that get into the microphone. Because mm-hmm. I have to listen to it and I gotta be like, no. Mm. It's like ASMR though. But like hell ASMR. How is that hell? I, like I don't know. Sound. Because on I the... could just start screaming into the microphone. That'd be hell. Yeah, but I feel like eventually that you tune that out. But it's like when these it's these little things that just like sneak in, like on the Glass Cannon podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, for a couple episodes, the GM was like drinking something and eventually he would get down to the ice and he would chew the ice and the mics oh. picked it up and shit mm-hmm. and they never edited it out and i was just losing my mind because it would always be on the walks with chloe and i would just be like i don't want to turn this off because then i have nothing to listen to but mm-hmm. what the fuck mm-hmm. they make seventy five thousand dollars a month on patreon <laughs> that's the shit that they <laughs> that's so much money fucking nerds so many fucking nerds out there Fuck. We're here. I'm we're jealous. We're back to talk about some media, some topical, some not. Some really not. <laughs> or want some could say <laughs> forever topical because of the ending. Yes. Going down in the history books. Mm-hmm. Uh, during all this, I will be playing chess against a robot. I mean, you can say I'm playing chess, but really I'm just trying to keep up. But have you been? Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Long weekend was nice, but I also got bored. Which yeah. I haven't been bored in a long time. That I, was weird. You started up a game. Yeah, that's a brand new like game. You, you, no, it's your fallback game, I would say. Like, to me, it's the weirdest thing, though, because I feel like anytime we really talk about it, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of gripes you have with the game. But it seems to be the one game that you go back to the most. I mean, it's like a love-hate relationship. It's like a hate tolerate relationship no i really do love the game what about it do you love what game is it final fantasy 10 yes. i play it all the time like once a, it's no, like a yearly occurrence at this point i mean before i played it last year it had been like five years no because you started it definitely at the bristol apartment and then you never finished it i thought i did no even then that would be like more recently than five years from last year mm-hmm no. I don't know. It's I don't been. Remember. I think it's been three years in a row that you've played it. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, why? I very much enjoy the game. I... Is it really just nostalgia? I don't think so, because I also started playing Tony Hawk Underground this weekend. That out was of purely nostalgia, nostalgia. And I can't finish it. It's so bad. <laughs> I've read something that people... I don't know if it's people with anxiety or um, something like ADHD or something where it's like... They are more drawn to redoing things. It's anxiety. I've seen this. Where it's like they listen to the same albums. They read the same books over and over again. They watch the same TV shows over. They play the same games because it's like comfort. Mm -hmm. It's like there's no surprises. There's no shocks. You Mm -hmm. know what's coming. And you know how to do it. And it's like still rewarding when you do it. Mm -hmm. So it's just like scratching an itch. Yeah. That's why I do everything over and over again because i'm crazy. what show are you watching again right veep it's great <laughs> i love veep anyways final fantasy 10 so what brings you back to it do you think i don't know i yeah. think because i always feel like i miss things like i don't miss the like 
big things, but I feel like when I'm leveling my characters, I feel like I could always do more and I always want to do more. And then I get to like the really grindy end and then get bored of it. But I want to like try new things. Like the most customizable, I feel like it, like the get go is Kamari yes. because he, his little sphere grid is so short. And the point is you're supposed to take him off into other people's sphere grids and kind like, of multi-class him, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And I always do something different, but he's always, like, the most useless character to me. So, like, this time I'm trying to make him more useful up front and, like, make him stronger. Because I feel like he's the point, most pointless character to me in my previous gameplays. But this time I want to utilize him more. So how, that's what I'm trying to do this time. Sorry. How possible do you think it would be to 100% it? Like, get all the Steam achievements. Have you even, like, looked through all of them? Um, I looked through some of them. There are things, because I recently found the, like, Final Fantasy X subreddit. And the same things That's where I you saw complain the meme. about. Yeah. <laughs> the same things I complain about are the things that other people complain about, which is stupid fucking, like, mini games slash side quests to get their ultimate weapons. Like, you have to do this chocobo race to get, uh one of the like crests or sigils for someone's ultimate weapon and it's fucking hard it's really hard to control a chocobo another thing is you have to dodge 200 lightning bolts in a row that's really hard and takes a long time it's so frustrating so and then blitzball blitzball's fucking stupid (laughs) that's its own topic on its own i hate blitzball it's fucking bullshit i've never won blitzball once in my life i don't care it's stupid it's a dumb fucking game it needs to die but you need to do it to get Waka's shit. So it's doable because people have done it. But for me, it's like I would spend probably 30 hours just doing Blitzball if I really wanted to get it without cheating. I mean, I didn't say without cheating. Oh, I mean, with, with cheating, it's easy to get all the shit. I mean, I would if I were to like say, like, can you 100% it? I would only let you cheat during Blitzball. That's it. Um... Because I know case, I know your issues with Blitzball and your gripes. I just, in my head, I cannot figure out how Blitzball is winnable. But like with the Chocobo race, I'm sure if I did it over and over and over and over and over again, I'd eventually get it. With the lightning bolts, it'd probably take me like five days. But Lightning bolts? Yeah, you have to dodge 200 lightning bolts oh, consecutively yeah, yeah. Yeah. to no. get someone's crest or sigil. Those kind of things... They're like endurance races. It's similar to like Tetris or like I was telling you how I did that one achievement in WoW recently where it's like Flappy Bird, but mm-hmm. it's like super fucking hard. Yeah. And it's like a 30 second course, but I spent an hour just yeah doing it over and over. So yeah, I feel like it's one when, of those things. It's just one of those yeah. like with the lightning bolt thing, particularly, I can imagine a situation where I've been doing it for a couple hours and I'm finally on like a run where like I'm in like the hundred like between 100, 150, and I'm getting close. And then I miss one. And then I just like, I start throwing the TV off of the fucking stand. I start, I trash the apartment. Like that's the rage it would induce in me if I tried it. So I don't know if I can do it. (laughs) It's just one of those things where it's doable, but the second you get close and then fuck up, you just want to quit entirely. So I put my mental health a little bit higher than 
wanting to do it. I'm going to yeah. try it this time. I always try yeah. to do them on my own without cheating. Like I was going to say, like, I don't want to like impose some sort of timeline on you. I was just like, mm-hmm. could you do it? Maybe. Like, I know how to do it. It's just, do I have the patience for it when yeah. I want to just keep doing more of the game? Do I want to spend an entire day just doing lightning bolts? No. Because I would want to kill myself. So, I don't know. I definitely enjoy, like, the grindy, like, fighting monsters, like, in the monster arena. And um, there's another area where you fight really tough monsters and you can level up really fast. It's towards the end of the game. And I did that last time. I spent a lot of time there. And then when I finally went back and fought the final bosses, like, it took me, like, ten minutes to beat all three of them. It just makes it a lot easier. But I'd like to get to the point where I could do more, like multi-classing of the other characters get Mm. through their sphere grids into other people's sphere grids i think that'd be fun you okay yeah no i'm just getting demolished in this chess game so it's doable people have done it do i have the patience for it i don't know but i still enjoy playing the game once i get past all of the like four hour intro Mm. once you get past luca it gets a lot better yeah, I just think four hours is pretty pretty lenient. I mean, I think it's fine. I think altogether it took me four hours to get past Luca. Probably less. Because you're experienced now. I skip through as much as I can. Yeah, exactly, because you've seen it. Yeah. And the best thing is that once you beat a game um, and you've collected all the Albed like, translators, you can load them into your future games. So like, I don't even need to look for those anymore. I lost rip yeah i enjoy the game it's still fun it's relaxing because i'm not good at like shooters or like i like kingdom hearts but i'm not really good at like tactically fighting like Mm. i just spam buttons until i kill the things but i feel like this game it takes like you you have a chance to sit and think about what the most advantageous fighter is for whatever enemy you're facing like i come up with a plan and it's fun I think it's odd because this um, Steam sale, we're going to talk about new things now. Mm-hmm. You picked up The Witcher yes. 3. Yes. Never played any of them. No. But you picked up the third. Because I like the show and I feel like I'll like the lore and the story. I know you told me it's a lot like fighting. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not a, that I'm not, don't like it. It's just I don't think I'm as good at it as when i get to like turn-based games it's a combat game but there's a difficulty setting so mm-hmm. you could easily just put it on easy just so you can experience it i think for the first time i'll put it on easy i always try to start on easy so i can like experience the yeah. story and enjoy it and then if i want to play it again i'll go harder and this the games are set like well after the books which is mm-hmm. what the show is based on mm-hmm. so it's like not spoilers but, like, Yennefer isn't going to be, like, around in the first part of The Witcher 3. That's fine. Because all of The Witcher 2, it's, like, kind of trying to find her, but mm-hmm. not. And there's, like, another love interest going on in it. I don't care. I just like the world. I don't care that much about, like, all the characters, you know, barely know them. But I just like the world building from the show. So I want to try the game. Yeah. So you'll probably play it next year. Or maybe... Whenever you finish Final Fantasy X, that'll be the next game on your list. Probably. Yeah, whenever that is. If I get bored or frustrated with Final Fantasy, I'm probably going to do that journey game so I can like relax a little bit because it seems like a relaxing game. It is, definitely. Yeah. And then if I get frustrated again, I'll go play The Witcher and just take all my anger out on fucking 
I don't know. I don't know. Monsters. Why. Monsters and there. Trolls and stuff. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. Because Final Fantasy to me isn't hard. It just, it just gets frustrating. So. Anything else from this week? Mm, no. I just got sad tonight thinking about COVID. Because we walked around like downtown and I was like, it'd be really cool to go to this restaurant or this bar. Or like, hey, like, it'd be cool to go to like a play at this theater, go to like a basketball game. I don't give a fuck about basketball, but it'd be cool to just do something. Mm-hmm. So I got real sad tonight. We got like another year before it's back to normal <laughs> at the least. Normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, Thanksgiving happened. Thanksgiving did happen. Yeah. It was pretty boring, which was nice. I loved it. It yeah, was your it was... first time, like, cooking Thanksgiving. Yeah. How did it go? I think it went okay. Yeah, Tell no. me how it went. <laughs> I like everything. I'm just saying from, like, the cook's perspective. Um, I think... I, I don't want to be, like... It's funny to me, but every time I sent pictures to someone, mm-hmm. they were like, the asparagus looks amazing. <laughs> I was like, that's the one thing I did. <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> Did you tell them you did that? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I was like, no, but Brittany did like everything and it all tasted great. Like, I think Josh definitely said that. And either, I want to say it was my mom also said that about the asparagus. I did the ham and the potatoes and the gravy and the stuffing. I don't know. The only thing that like was really homemade was the potatoes. Yeah, that's like, what I mentioned I to my mom. I bought a ham from Costco. Yes. And but you did your own I did my own, like, sauce, glaze. glaze. Glaze, whatever. Yeah. And I don't like stuffing, but we got a box stuffing. And that was fine. Stuffing? Yeah. Yep. I liked it. It was fine. It had good flavoring. And then you made asparagus, and then I made mashed potatoes from home, from scratch. <laughs> Homemade mashed potatoes from scratch. Yes. That's what I was trying Grew to the say. potatoes in our... Yes. Yard. I thought they were good. Yeah, they were good. I think I did good. They tasted really buttery and creamy, but not too, like, I don't know, sweet. The only hiccup was we never changed our microwave's clock from daylight savings. Yeah. And so you started cooking an hour earlier. Yeah. See that, which I was fine with because I've said, mm-hmm. like, you I, like earlier. I prefer, like, a late lunch Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. it's like you can eat a fuck ton and not really need dinner. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we had Thanksgiving dinner, quote, 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 We had quote, lunch. At, like, 2. It was 2 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. It so. was great. That was the biggest, like, oopsie. Which are your first Thanksgiving is great because you hear so many horror stories of families being like, we burned the turkey because we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, I feel like I had an easy job because I didn't make a turkey. I've never made a fucking turkey. I don't want to make a fucking turkey. I hate turkey, so you're never going to need to. I like turkey. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's either, no, it's just, it can be good or too dry. Exactly. I think it's I've not ha- great. I can't remember the last time I had a good turkey. I like turkey with lots of gravy. The only yeah, because it's so dry. The only time I would say let's have turkey for Thanksgiving is if I was willing to deep fry it. Because I've heard deep fried turkey is always yeah, like my dad amazing. did that a couple times. Right. Yeah. But it's such an ordeal. Like that gallon, the five gallon peanut oil, like you need to use all of that. Mm-hmm. They make like they're like giant, like bread machine looking things where you just put the turkey in it and mm-hmm. deep fry it in there. That's what my dad 
would do. Yeah. Like, you can do it easily at home. It's just... At that point, you're, like, essentially, like, grilling it, so we need the space. Like, can you imagine trying to do a big deep fryer like that in our kitchen right now? I would make you do it on the patio. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. There's no space. There are good ways to make turkey. I just don't care enough to find out how. The Rooster Teeth podcast in the early years talked about deep frying turkeys. Mm -hmm. And Bernie Burns had a, like, secret recipe that he did where while it was cooking... He would cut under the skin and stuff jalapenos in it mm. and then like take them out. So it's like it wasn't a very spicy turkey, but it had like the jalapeno flavor. Interesting. Like a deep fried jalapeno turkey. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. I was like, you would probably love that. Because I just, I don't know. Because like it doesn't have the spice. It just has like the flavor of the jalapeno. Mm. I don't know. But Thanksgiving happened. It was pretty chill. That's it. How was your week? Uh, it was nice. That's it was a good. good good little break. I've gotten more into the expansion with WoW. And it's fun. Uh, having the guild is like a blast from the past. Because we basically like stopped playing together almost a decade ago at this point. And like one of them even asked me. like They were like, how old were you when we were doing the uh, Lich King raid i was like i don't know 14 or 15 mm-hmm. and i'm like holy shit how old are they uh they're between all of them seven to ten years older than me i would say oh wow yeah like they were in college when i was 14 or 15 weird mm-hmm. the only reason they even invited me is because the guild leaders saw me in one of the zones while i was leveling and they recognized my name as a song reference Mm. and they were like oh is this based on that song i was like yeah Mm -hmm. and so he invited me and their the guild name is this war is ours which is a Mm. album from escape the fate and so it's just it's nice having a guild and like real people to talk to and like do random bullshit with so that's been making the expansion fun to me and makes me want to keep playing it that's fun we got our First raid night next week, the Tuesday after this podcast comes out. So interested to see how that will go. I will be healing it, so it's all on me. You gonna live stream it? Can't let people know. I might. I've been thinking about it. Get get us that Twitch money. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm sure tons of people are gonna be streaming the raid, which is fine. But I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I will, cause fun and just three hours of listening to music and dying probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's basically been my week. I started Kingdom of Amalur, colon, Re-Reckoning. It's another of the remasters. Mm-hmm. It's a RPG type game that's like Fable, where it's like a single player MMO, which is like an open world, but you have professions and you have, you can choose what kind of class you want to play based on the abilities you put in, in it. Okay. Um. I feel like the re-reckoning is like cheating though because as soon as I got to the first town there was a chest that had a shit ton of armor sets and weapons that are super overtuned to the level I am. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of easy mode. But I'm still enjoying it and that's what I'm doing is kind of like my downtime from WoW at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that's been my week. That's fun. I guess. I just can't really. But I know. I'm glad you're having fun. You seem to be having fun. And I'm happy because I, enjoy, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. I enjoy the guildies. Yep. That's all I'll say. 
having friends. Titus and Riku are my friends. I don't have friends. That's the joke. We did something else this weekend that I'm not really proud of. What did we do? We watched a movie. That was fun. (laughs) Is my preface an okay level of... No. Should it be worse? No, it should be better. Why? What movie did we watch? You tell me. I don't even want to say the name of it because it wasn't my idea. It's not my movie. I didn't have fun. You didn't have a single bit of fun. It was... I told you it's like you would see me like smirking and stuff, but it was just like I was getting frustrated Mm -hmm. because I was watching the jokes and the scenes. Jokes. The bits. Sure. They don't do bits. They don't do jokes. (laughs) And I was just thinking about the audience and like Mm -hmm. imagining the type of people that were sitting there laughing in the theater Mm -hmm. and I was just getting frustrated. So you don't like slapstick comedy. I mean, one of my favorite, not like top five, but top ten, I would say, is Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. And I think that's borderline slapstick comedy. No. Like, it's very goofy and just kind of mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But this was just... I think this is like, I know you're going to balk at this, but it's like satirical slapstick comedy. Like, kind of making fun of tropes. Of... But was it intended to do that? I think so. I think so. <laughs> let me fact check okay good luck i think because each so the movie we watched was fucking rat race you never fucking said it i hate you i don't want to utter 2001 the classic rat I don't race utter. most oh my god what i hate is like you need to specify 2001 because it's like there are multiple rat races i don't think there are there is 1960 the rat race it's based off the 1963 i want to say film it's a mad 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 world yes um which won like six academy awards apparently and it was the writer director of that movie's first like comedy film after making a lot of more like serious drama films but he won a bunch of academy awards for this movie i think i've only seen like the first like 30 minutes of the first or the original movie but anyway we watched rat race because we're going through britney's nostalgia movies i watched it probably when i was like 10 it was great what are you reading i'm reading the wikipedia nothing about it has mentioned any sort of satire as intended i don't think the wikipedia will say that i think if it was a satirical it's just comedy not a popular movie it is absolutely a popular movie it has like a cult following it had a budget of 48 million dollars and it grossed 85 million against I don't think that's great. I th- For a comedy, before The Hangover, it was a literal record if a comedy broke $100 million. Didn't Eight, break $100 million. But 85 is very good for a comedy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I think what had... Ugh, I think it had the like all-star cast going for it. Exactly. So it was a popular movie mm-hmm. that also ended up having a longevity to it. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't think this was satirical. That's all I'm saying. Nothing about th- the Wikipedia... I don't trust Wikipedia. I don't think like this okay, is history giving... teacher. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so I'm not trying to say that this makes it a good movie, but I'm saying I think it's very clear that each character and their like storylines are very satirical of different types of comedy movie tropes, like the Stoner Brothers, and then the mom and the long lost daughter, and then the rom com trope, and then. 
I don't know what fucking Cupid Gooding Jr.'s is. It's just they wanted to do an I Love Lucy reference. <laughs> fucking why? I don't know. Yeah, to me, like, it didn't come across as, like, oh, they're doing tropes. I was like, they're just, mm-hmm. they don't need to write good characters. They yeah. just wanted to have stupid scenes, and then they filled in the characters yeah. after the fact. I believe the director also did Airplane, which is a parody movie. With, like, the first parody movie, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, like, references and bits. And it's not about, like, a cohesive plot. And I, like, I can say, like, this movie is not amazing. But I think, like, there are some individual bits that are just really funny to me. Like, also, like, family vacation trope. I really like that whole, all those bits. I think John Lovitz and Kathy Najimy are really funny comedians and actors. And their whole storyline is great. The Barbie Museum is a classic. Like, the shock on your face was priceless. That's that's really, like, the scene you want someone to react to when you show them this movie. Because I've never heard of fucking Klaus Barbie, but I believe he's a real person. And it's great to watch this Jewish family go to a Nazi museum. So, take this factoid as you will. Mm-hmm. But the only credited writer is Andy Breckman. This is the last movie he ever wrote. <laughs> what else did he write, though? I'm assuming he died and didn't just, like, get laughed out of Hollywood. Still writing to this day. But you said this was the last movie he ever wrote. The last movie he ever wrote. Oh. Uh, the films before this movie. How do you go up from here? Arthur Two on the Rocks, True Identity, IQ, Sergeant Bilko, and then Rat Race. <clears throat> but, like, TV and video, The Misery Index, 2019. He's still alive. But it's like, he wrote this movie and was like, that's it. I'm done with movies. How do you top this? Or it's like, this is what I'm getting paid to do for movies. Fuck this. He was a writer for the late night with David Letterman. I think there are some fun bits. I'm not going to say it's an amazing movie. Definitely does not live up to my memory of it. But I really like the family vacation trope. I think that's really funny and... The most realistic. It like, was a fun... The cheap dad and the, you know, not bossy mom, but mom and then the it was dumb f- kids that fucking bump into each other. It was a fun concept, but I felt like there was too many people going on in this movie where yeah. it's like it was the only bit about the family was, hey, they're Jewish and there's so much Nazi things happening to them. Yeah. Like, that was it. That was was their storyline, and that was it. And I was like, okay, great. It's more than just the storyline. I just think they all had good chemistry together, and they felt like a real family. In the same way that family vacation. Yeah, it felt very, like, vacation-y to me. It's just, I like that kind of trope, I guess. I think it's funny. Um, I don't like the Seth Green storyline. Him and his brother are really annoying. Dwayne and Blaine, their last name is... Dwayne and Blaine. That's what I said. Dwayne I said and Blaine. Wayne. No, Dwayne and Blaine. Yes. The last name is Cody. Oh, that's funny. So the Codys that. destroy the airport radar. Yeah, they're just annoying. I don't find them funny. Oh, yeah, they're just annoying. Yeah. They're supposed to be like, I think the funniest part to people, but I think they're the most annoying part. I do like the Breckenmeyer and Amy Smart storyline. The crazy helicopter ex-girlfriend. It just made me think that Amy Smart is a, like, trope actor. Probably. Actress. I haven't seen her in really anything else. Neither She was in I. Final Destination, right? 
That was her, right? Yes, but she was like a conspiracy lady. She's the, just good at playing the crazy. Only, she was the only one that believed in the final destination mm-hmm. when no one else would. Like, yeah. that was her character. Yeah. She's crazy. She's good at it. I don't know. I think their storyline was funny. I think it was a good, like, poking sticks at rom-coms. Who else was there? I didn't care about Whoopi Goldberg. And I do like the Kathy Bates cameo as the squirrel lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just... I won't even get into the plot holes about it, but I was like... There's so many plot holes that doesn't matter. It's not about a story that, like, is realistic or makes sense. Like, it's just about the bits. Like, John Cleese and his rich friends just getting into stupid bets and... But my issue is, if the bits aren't good, I need to fall back... Some of the bits are funny. Let me finish. If the bits aren't good, I need to fall back on the story. And Mm -hmm. when that's not good, what am I left with? smash mouth (laughs) spoilers (laughs) no uh every person that really does like rat race hates the ending and thinks it's the stupidest part of the movie i mean i'm not gonna disagree with them but also how can you pick one worst part of this movie it's definitely smash mouth it's definitely definitely the concert it's definitely any of the scenes with Dwayne and blaine because there's it was just like physical comedy where it's the frustrating like tom and jerry logic Mm. where it's like move two feet to the side and you're gonna be fine Mm -hmm. or when you see the car racking up to the top of the thing get off before it's too late like Mm -hmm. just fuck off Mm -hmm. no the smash mouth ending is stupid it's just a meme of a movie klaus barbie is a real nazi yeah, I figured. He lived I didn't into... think they would make that up. He lived until 1991. Really? For nostalgia movies, definitely doesn't hold up as well as I thought it would. See, but it's like, still fun. I, I just think it's fun. I thought about this and I was like, if I wanted to make you watch an equivalent movie, it'd be without a paddle. That's a movie that I lied to my parents about watching when we really rented the unrated version of White Chicks. Yes, but without a paddle is... I don't find Seth Green funny. Yes, and without a paddle, it's Seth Green, Matthew Lillard, and Dak Shepard. Uh, Dak Shepard was in some movie with Dane Cook that I watched. I don't remember what it was he called. He was also in... Employee of the Month. Yes. That's what it was called. He was like Parenthood. Is he married to Kristen Bell? He was? She's definitely not divorced. Oh, you've checked? I just know she's not. Like, she's famous yes. for having a very happy marriage. Yeah, they married in 2013. Yeah. Still married anyways anyway to me that's what this kind of movie is like i would compare it to without a paddle is it just because seth green's in it i mean that's a contributing factor but it's also just like it's not a good movie but it's got that nostalgia level Mm -hmm. of comedy to it it's like Mm -hmm. that was one of the few dvds that i would fall asleep to because i used to fall asleep to the tv or Mm -hmm. movies and stuff and that Mm -hmm. was one of the movies where i would continuously watch yeah and like i know that's a shit movie that is not a good movie nothing about it is good but i watched it at least 50 times mm-hmm. when i was a kid i think it's fun i have like three nostalgia movies that are like the ones i would watch a lot rat race if this is an indication of that i don't want to watch any others i'm sorry <laughs> have you ever seen red eye no that's a good movie it's a great movie is my best friend's wedding on there no, it's uh fucking rat race, 
Accepted and Red Eye. Those are the three movies okay. I would watch. So over I've seen and two of them. Yes, I made you watch Accepted once. I think Accepted is a better movie than Rat Race. Silly and Murphy's in Red Eye. Yes. You know who else is in Red Rachel Eye? Rachel McAdams. I don't give a fuck about her. Oh. Brian Cox. Who the fuck is Brian Cox? You know who Brian Cox is. Is that Logan Roy? That's Logan. Who motherfucking is he in Roy. this movie? Uh, Joe, I need to watch Red Eye. Joe Wright. Joe Riser? Yes. I was like, I can't I say think that. that's her dad. Yes, Lisa Riser. Yeah, that's her dad. Fuck, we're watching Red Eye next. I'm not watching that. It's a good movie. No. If I literally I literally just said <laughs> if Rat Race is anything to go off of, I'm not watching but anything. But Red Eye else. is the best of them. Is it? It has a good cast. It has positive reviews. It's like a thriller. You could say that Rat Race had a good cast, and look where that shout I don't out. Think Ra- I don't think Rat Race had a good cast. If you're casting a comedy movie in 2001, I would, cast. I would say this had a good cast. Okay. <laughs> Red Eye is yeah, a good movie. Yeah, here we are. Red Eye is a good movie. Your judgment is in question from me. <laughs> Why? You know I have objectively good taste, but with some questionable nostalgia movies. You made me watch Rat Race. It's I don't fun. need to defend myself. It's harmless. It's a harmless movie. What was one of the f- fireworks pictures? They produced this. What else did they produce? I don't know. They were defunct in 2011. It's <laughs> <laughs> the economy for you. Yeah, but the no, 2011 no, crash. No, no shot. Red Eye is a good movie. <laughs> There's a article. There's a section of Wikipedia just called court cases. <laughs> For, what? For fireworks pictures. Yeah. It's just they got sued because rat race caused like an aneurysm. It's not even someone. that. It's like a one sentence, but still, it's like there are four contents of fireworks, and the first one is court cases. Red Eye has a seventy-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. They did a wrinkle in time. I don't give a fuck about that. Red Eye is an actually good movie. It's a Wes Craven film. Do you like Wes Craven? He's a master of horror, apparently. Yeah, I was like, he did Freddy Krueger originally. He did Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. The Hills Have Eyes. That's a stupid fucking movie. I've never seen it. I don't like horror. But this is like a thriller. It's not scary. It's just like exciting with a good cast. Is there any part of the movie that you thought was at least a little bit funny? Be honest. Don't just be like negative for to be funny. Like no. I saw you chuckle at some points. Again, it was just like thinking about other people. No, you're not that much of a like fucking snob. You know how to have fun. I I don't know what to say. I legitimately did not think any of it was funny you got excited when you saw smash mouth i was gonna say the one highlight of this movie is smash mouth because it's just like (laughs) of course why wouldn't it it's a comedy movie in 2001 of course there's smash mouth and there's the one song that they play because you like any of the like ridiculous betting that the rich people are doing any of those bits no because that's what really happens but it's on more sad things and it just made me sad because senators <laughs> bet and sold stocks before the covid okay, pandemic hit let's move on to the next topic i'm sorry it's just I, movie wasn't great that's fine i didn't have i know the, it's not great but it's just 
fun. It's harmless. It's a harmless movie. It, you don't have to think about shit. You don't have to interpret what the fucking shimmer means. It's just fucking like harmless and fun. All I'm going to say. You're allowed to not like it. It's just No comedy should be this close to two hours long. That's all I'll say. I just, but there's so many characters. I don't give a shit about any of them. I just fact-checked Hot Rod. It was an hour and 28. <laughs> That's a perfect length. For any movie, period, but especially a comedy. I don't even remember Hot Rod. And I remember Rat Race to this day. We're watching Hot Rod next. I don't care. He's Jake you Peralta. You think I care about Rat Race? I don't care about any stupid rats. They're not rats. That would have been a better movie. They're not rats. The last topic for today. Mythic Quest. Yeah, we're continuing that. We watched another two episodes. Yes, we did. It's harmless fun. Something that I like and try to promote actively. It's supposed to be. And then episode three. Well, Nazis are a serious problem. It is, but it's like, I feel like we haven't gone a week without talking about Nazis. I feel like that speaks to our society but it's just frustrating because it's like we literally watched a 2001 movie and there was nazis in it i was like fuck they were ahead of their time they knew that nazis still existed it's not ahead of the time it's just they're living in the time and the time hasn't changed i think it's really fucking sad that nazis still exist we watched episodes three and four of Mythic Quest, and episode three was all about Nazis existing in the game. Yeah. And the plot was... Can we ban them? And also, how do we exploit them so that way they come out of the shadows in order to isolate them? Yeah. Which I think that's a... I think the conversation they were trying to have was really important. Because when you, you know, punch Richard Spencer on the street and, you know ban nazis from you know twitch and facebook they just act like they're the victim and they get a bigger following from centrists and reactionaries because they're just really easily swayed by that and if like hey i just walked up and punched some random guy on the street they like automatically think that guy's a victim so i think it's a different take to the conversation that mythic quest tried to do which is we don't want to give them more attention we don't want to victimize them because it just makes their platform stronger but they still exist on their server yeah is that the is that the solution i don't don't know. know it's weird it's a really hard thing to do because in your head like as a rational person it's just nazis just shouldn't exist anymore but they do so how do we fix it yeah how did you like their committee and their specific picking. Um, for... I really liked that it came down to Nazis versus Patriots fans. No, not that. Oh. Just like the picking. The of... bracket? No, the picking of the committee. Oh, that was funny. Yes. I mean, it felt very much like a community episode to me. Because yeah. there were lots of jokes in community about how diverse the study group was. And they have one of everyone. Yeah, because it's like, I can see the complaints about like pc culture and things like that and so i like when people that are clearly liberal which i would say rob mcelenny is yes like very poking fun at himself mm-hmm. and like making jokes about like oh yes yeah we need one of those that's yeah. that's the kind of There's person this we want really funny like i don't know how to describe it 
where very un-PC is to point out, like, the differences in people, but then the very PC thing is to try to include everyone, but then they end up, like, being more, I think, racist and offensive by, like, pointing it out in a way. Yeah, because it's, like, their only quality is, like, oh, they're a person of color. Yeah. It's, like, but they're a person? It's, like, no, 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 but they're... We we mm-hmm. have them. We have a we have a gay. We have a we have mm-hmm. an Indian. We have oh yeah, we could use a lesbian. Yeah, like that's what Joe said. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. So it's like when you try really hard to like overcompensate and make sure like you still come off really like shitty. Yes, and I think that to me that was like the best storyline of this episode, and I just like that it was Brad doing it because he knows that like David would fall under it because Brad's mm-hmm. just like money 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 and like business person like he's mm-hmm. a real business person whereas david is just a baby he's the he's producer, a little mouse but he's just kind of a doofus he's a little mouse yeah um it does not shock me that joe is a midwestern conservative christian woman and she's fucking insane <laughs> i don't know i can see why people get tired of her but i think she's funny i'm not tired of her yet just she says the most ridiculous shit I don't think she's a good person by any means. I think she's just funny. Episode four. I thought episode four was the worst so far. I don't like the streamer shit. I think the ninja parody was funny. The douchebag like teenager. It's like LOL Trevor, I think. Yeah. And then I just saw all the scenes with like, this is going to sound really shitty, but Dana like inspiring the girls who code. Like it was just really stupid to me. Yeah. It's just cheesy and not entertaining. I think that specifically was dumb. Like, the girls who code, it was, like, a mixed bag where it's, like, it was funny, but it was, like, they were really, like, harping on it. I think it's important. It is. Because, you know, more women in STEM is a good thing. Woohoo! But, but I think at this point, it is very much a dead horse. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, I like, I didn't love it, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I got it. Yeah. But, it's an important conversation. I just don't think it was executed well. I but it did set up some funny moments like you had Rachel and CW spending the whole episode together and then you have the girls who code show up and it's like this is a nightmare room don't come in here <laughs> you have two totally unhinged people that have spent the whole day together right and this is these are the words that are coming out of their mouth mm-hmm. after the fact yeah so it set up good jokes but exactly so yeah. but it's like the overall story of it mm-hmm. fine i think like, the even, strongest part was michelle the coder talking to them because it was the most like real conversation to have like y'all are each other's competition because that's true i was gonna say we haven't even mentioned her but sue the community director or manager i think that was the more like real conversation where it's like she has binders full of like hateful comments Mm -hmm. and someone was like i want to do that and she was like no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't <laughs> i feel like she's just gonna snap at some point she has but like really snap i i think this is what her snapping is is like that's the worst it gets yeah okay which isn't healthy she's trying clearly. to protect these kids from becoming like I, her it's trapped in hell in yeah. a basement mm-hmm. it's funny i don't know i can see why people don't like the show it's not anything like groundbreaking it's not on like the it's always sunny level but i still think it's fun for what it is i don't like any of the like scenes of gameplay i think it looks really stupid 
but I do like all the characters and the way they interact with each other. I've, I think I said it last week where it's just like, it's cool to see a video game based show have actual video game footage and where it's yeah. not always fitting and things like that. Like, it's just interesting. It's like, Oh, Hey, like it can, to me, at least I can be like, that is the video game that they play. And like, these are like the scenes that the video game has. I don't know. It just adds immersion mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. I think a lot of it's cheesy looking. But I mean, they're real video games. You know, it just, it just looks bad. But the characters are all fun. Interesting thing about Episode 4 is like, it's the first real sort of like continuing story between episodes. Where it's like Episode 4 ended with a clear cut, like Episode 5 is going to be about Poppy going to Cold Alliance, I think is the other yeah, studio. the other studio. Yes, she basically kept getting shit on the whole convention in episode four. Every time she was like, I have a great idea. (laughs) But we respect women and they have important voices. I'm excited for episode five. I hear it's the best one and it has my two favorite peoples in it. So your OTP. I'm not a fucking idiot. So no. Would you ever OTP them? No. I never OTP'd anyone because I'm not stupid. Okay. All right. Real word I want to say, I can't say. I I hate that concept. I hate Tumblr. You can't OTP real people. It's stupid and creepy. What if they're married? It's creepy. No, it's just creepy. But what if they're married? Isn't that literally what it is? Stop. They're not married. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, what if you OTP'd an actual married couple? I don't like that term. It's stupid. It's dumb. It just makes me think of fucking Supernatural, and I don't care. I don't care. 15 seasons. That's fine. Supernatural's fun, but, like, OTP shit, like, I don't care. Even the writers didn't fucking care. They killed off the two people that were supposed to be in love. How many seasons of Firefly have? Um, not enough. That's the answer. And if anyone says differently, they're wrong. Not enough. Any other thoughts on Mythic Quest? I'm assuming you you want to keep going. Yeah, it? it's a fun show, and I've been yeah. wanting to watch it. Same. I would agree. It's harmless fun. We need more fun in life. So we'll be back next week with more fun. AKA yeah. two episodes of Mythic Quest. And something else. Can I pick the movie? Y- sure. Are you going to fucking pick a sci-fi movie? I was like, what if I make her watch Interstellar? The three-hour Christopher Nolan you're gonna get me cookies and fucking potato chips if we do that, okay? Oh, I'm gonna pick something. I'm gonna pick something interesting. I don't know what yet, but it's gonna be something you haven't seen before. If it is sci-fi and or over two hours long, you are buying me a treat. I know. Kay. I'm. I'm. I'm thinking. Okay. I got time. I'll figure it out. And disclaimer, I don't dislike sci-fi. I've just watched a lot of it over the past four years. And your life is so much better for it. No, it didn't change. I would say your life has changed significantly. Not because of sci-fi. Can you say that it's not because of sci-fi? Just if it's sci-fi and or over two hours, you're buying me a treat. What if it's a comedy that's like two hours on the dot? You're still buying me a treat. It's not over two hours. At least. But it's not sci-fi. two. And or. But what if. And or. It's two hours, but like you're actually engaged and are enjoying the movie. If it's 
and or at least two hours, you're buying me a treat. Any other thoughts for this episode? No. Okay. Me either. Okay. So thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. I'm sorry I yelled a lot. We'll be back next week with more gobbledygook. We're coming up close to the end of the year. We got awards coming up. Yes. And we are not forgetting those. So get excited for that. I mm-hmm. uh, hope you had a good holiday and hope you have some good holidays coming up, whatever you celebrate. And we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.